I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. So last year, Julie and I had a chance to visit New York and as part of our trip, which was pretty epic. Yes, super (laughs) epic. (laughs) We did so much in like three days. I know, it felt like we were there for a week and it was what? It was was like three days, days, two and a half days. (laughs) But we got a chance to meet up with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen for years, uh, Tommy Danger Kim, who has his own podcast called The Tommy Danger Experiment. 
And that's his actual middle name. Danger. I love it. Like, I, I didn't realize that when we recorded. And then when you told me that after, I'm like, you guys will hear the episode. But it was amazing. But yeah. I think knowing his actual middle name is Danger just brings it to a whole other level. But after you met him, you probably thought, how fitting, right? Oh, absolutely. I think it's like, UA was just like, hey, my friend wants to have us on the podcast. And I think because we were in New York, we're like, let's take advantage of as many opportunities as we can. We met mm-hmm. with a bunch of people at podcast companies. And we wanted to be on someone's podcast in New York. Yeah. So we jumped at the opportunity and I had no idea. I think we were we were a little hungover when we showed up. A little? <laughs> we were, we were out. extremely hungover <laughs> and where we recorded at his co-working space, it was super sunny and I oh remember God, just thinking yes. I want to wear sunglasses. And we like got coffee because we were like, yeah. we were pretty, because we raged. Like, remember? We, we were hammered the we night were before. Out a lot. Like, I mean, it was, again, it was three days, but it felt like everything was jam-packed because we did mm-hmm. the live show. That's why we went at the wing so then we went out for drinks with everyone there yeah and then i remember the next night we were like okay let's go to bed not let's go out because we're in new york yeah but let's not stay out super late and we didn't really uh, we were out till like three okay i don't remember i remember we like met up with your friends and ended up at like a raging gay club remember yeah and that's when i totally lost all sense of time and your friend i remember like remember he like picked me up on the street and we were skipping hand in hand we were like besties by the end i like totally took ua's friends into under my wing yeah rob and trey the most beautiful men in my life they were amazing but i have to say we were not prepared to be on tommy's show but we were like okay let's show up get some caffeine in us we're gonna be good but we ended up staying for two hours we recorded a (laughs) two-hour episode with tommy for his for his podcast and after we were done we both were like that was one of the best conversations we've had yeah his like whole mindset with the podcast is no editing freeform conversation let it go however long it goes it's actually kind of amazing just the fact that we were able to talk for two hours, I think we all like consciously. I had to get on a train to like the suburbs yeah. of New York, and you had to like meet a friend. So we're like, we have to stop talking. We would have been there for another four hours. Yeah, possibly talking about everything. And in the beginning, we, you know, like everybody always asks us about sex parties because it seems I to think be we volunteered it. <laughs> no, people ask us, Julie. <laughs> Pretty sure he didn't ask us. Fine, that's our entry into every conversation. Is sex parties because it's a great icebreaker it's also like hey tommy i haven't seen you in 10 years let's <laughs> talk about sex parties and he was down for it you know oh, talking yeah. about he's very intrigued but by the end of the two hours we got really deep we had a breakthrough we <laughs> I, it, I mean like we laugh about it now but it was such a powerful moment because oh, i yeah. hadn't talked to tommy in so long i had no idea that he was i mean divorced for a few years but it felt like a fresh wound and the breakup was very traumatizing for him yeah i remember like when we went over you were like i'm not really sure what his status is these days i think the last time i saw on facebook he might have just been recently divorced like you were just unsure of where he was at all in his life and it's kind of like we brought this up in the episode too it's like this is the power of going deeper Mm -hmm. because if we had left after say an hour we would have had a great conversation about sex parties yeah it would have been very (laughs) fun and surface level but by the end it felt like we were like we knew each other. Like, well, yeah. we knew him. <laughs> yeah, yes, we knew him on a whole new level. And I have a whole new level of appreciation oh, for him. Me too. Even though we are, we don't keep in touch all the time. Even you, Julie, you met yeah. him for the first time that day. But you felt like you had this connection that 
is exactly what we strive for these days. Yeah, and now we're homies. (laughs) (laughs) Now we get it. He's like, I got you. I got you, homie. We get that all the time from him, which is amazing. We all change our middle name to Danger as well. Yeah. (laughs) So here's just a snippet of the episode because, again, it's two full hours. If you want to hear it, you can go on his podcast, the Tommy Danger Experiment podcast. So just a little background on who Tommy is. He's in his late 30s. He's been in New York for 10 years, originally from... LA. Yeah. So he did the West Coast to East Coast thing. He's currently single and he's figuring shit out. Yeah, he is healing from that divorce. But I think I think we had a breakthrough with him. Well, I think everybody wants to hear about this breakthrough. And they're going to. So. Let us introduce you to <laughs> Tommy Danger. So can we get personal and uh, oh, yeah. ask yeah. you some questions? Follow me. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm let's. I, I'm, do it. I think the end Just of not this. My credit score is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think our goal, UA. I don't know if you're on the same page, but I think we should send. We should create some sort of experiment. So I want to hear more about your dating life, which is non-existent. When, when you say non-existent, what does that mean? Uh, I try. I mean, I'm always good to go up to the batter's box and take a couple of swings. I was like, oh, I got struck out again. Are you on apps? No. Why not? I was. I was on Seeking for a little bit. Seeking that, arrangements? Yeah, that was fun. And Tell I just, us about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, it was fun. I just used it as a dating app. What I know about dating is that you have to be in the hottest app and you have to be willing to pay. All the hip girls who are hip to the shit of whatever is trendy or becoming a trend, like they'll be there and they'll be down They'll be to first. Hang. Yeah. And they'll, they're on it because they're down to hang out. So what are you looking for? For me, just a date. Not really okay. looking for a relationship. Okay. Um, Why just, not? Uh, it's just got too much going on. And I feel like it's uh, it's what I call the uh, declining marginal utility. It's like economic. <laughs> oh, God. It's like <laughs> I get geeky about it. It's like as a relationship gets older, like as time goes by on the horizontal axis, like the, the sex and the fun and, and everything goes down. Yeah, and yeah, the drama you... and the up maintenance goes up. I'm just like after once like six months mark, it's just rapidly declined so you and your friend evan talked about this on his episode Mm -hmm. of how the sex goes down and women like have less sex drive throughout Mm -hmm. a relationship Mm -hmm. i think that's because it's in that relationship she does yes but when you succumb to that idea Mm -hmm. when you subscribe to the notion that people do lose their sex drive in Mm -hmm. a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. of course is going to happen right because you've already set your mind to that yeah but I know a lot of relationships where the sex gets better yeah. over time because you get to experiment. Go to a sex to, party. Go to a sex party. Bring in a Pegasus. Listen, I do have, a little pegging. I have I have two feet. Okay, I'm only gonna wear a pair of shoes. I'm not gonna wear a dozen pair of shoes all at the same time. Like I'm not interested in like. Group sex is like, no, it's just it like, doesn't have to be okay. group sex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're, no, 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 no. Just joking. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, any yeah. other it's ways more that you about, can make yeah. it happen. It's just like the more you get to know someone, the more mm. you uncover, and that's where it gets really exciting. More comfortable, yeah. I think one night stands are some of the worst sex Me too. I've ever had. Mm. Hands you, down. Right? Because you don't know that person, so you can't actually know their pleasure zones. But if you've been with someone for 10 years, you know all the right buttons to push, but then also you can experiment with other buttons. I'd be I'd be down with that. It's just that maybe in my experience, maybe it's just the woman that I attract, or maybe it's my operating level where I'm okay to hang out and have fun and do cool things together. 
It's just that unnecessary drama. And women will like, and when when in their they're in the right mindset, they'll admit that they're just causing, they're just making shit, uh, making a shit storm. You're dating yeah. the wrong women, then. No, yeah, what's women an are example? Like that. So, I want to hear an example. So, so when, like, uh, oh, you didn't do something nice for me, or you you were just being cold that moment. I'm just like, I just got home. I'm just like, just like taking my boots off. You know, like, that's just a, that's you a product know, and of then dating. they little things make bigger. It's just like. That's a product of lack of communication yeah, in the relationship. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the woman or the man. It's if you're not communicating, then you're resenting someone for what you haven't communicated to right. them. Right. That's all that is. Built up resentment. We hear sure. that all yep. the fucking time. Like mm. men would be like, this came out of nowhere. And the women would be like, oh, I gave you all these signs. But you I didn't actually verbally. Yeah. yeah. But that's. That's just a product of a bad relationship. I mean, it's, I think that's like, honestly, from doing this podcast for three and a half, almost four years, communication is literally the thing that comes up in every episode. And it's interesting because every episode, we've never, we're not taught this ever. Like, right? Like, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think that maybe I am the problem. Maybe what I want, but for me, like, there are some things that I'm not going to even figure out. Like it, maybe it's the terrain, maybe it's the culture, maybe it's the times and, and ages that we are in. But I feel like you know, I'm 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 not looking for an exclusive like uh, monogamous relationship. I'm not looking to like figure out. I'm, I'm 39, almost 40. I figured out myself. Like if I'm an asshole, I'm okay being an asshole. Like if someone wants to hang out with me, be with me, maybe she could be my girlfriend. Maybe we could be somewhat some level of exclusivity and we could travel together and do cool stuff. By all means, I would totally love that, you know. And if there are definitely areas in my life that I need to improve upon yeah. in terms of communicating. Listen, I have a goddamn podcast. I think I'm pretty good. That's not I, the same though. I it's think I'm okay. I think I'm is- okay. Talking you know? and communicating are two very but different things. But it's like things. when... Exactly. But no, a lot of times in discussions with dating and relationship, it's like communication comes up and the, the, a lot of times, more so than not, the finger is pointed at men. Granted, awesome. I, I'm t- so there. But at the same time, some responsibility has to be put on women as well because it's like women, just how they're wired, it's not meant to be direct. But we live in such a direct society. So it's very hard for women to reconcile those two because women are expected to speak up, are expected to speak their minds. But a lot of times their hardware says, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. So when it comes to a personal context of a man and woman, it's very hard because men expect women to speak up. Women expect themselves to speak up, but it's not. So it's like, where do we go? So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough both ways. But but this is the way we see it because this is what we get from all the couples we've interviewed yeah. on yeah. the show. Yeah. Is that you can either see that as a major challenge that's like the ultimate demise of your relationship, where you see it as a really exciting opportunity to evolve as mm. a couple. Yeah. So what's really fun about that is I remember when I first started dating my boyfriend, he called me out so many times. He'd be like, really? What are what do you want? Mm-hmm. Like what would make you happy? Mm-hmm. And I'd just beat around the bush and I'd be unhappy about mm-hmm. something. Wow. And, he, and and then he would say, you know, in therapy, because he went to therapy. He's yeah. like, in therapy, I learned mm-hmm. to step back and ask what could help us as a couple mm-hmm. move forward. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's yeah. about us. Mm-hmm. And that really opened up a platform for both of us to say, Oh, if I'm taking the individual out of this. Mm-hmm. And we're in this as a team, Mm -hmm. then we can work on certain tools together Mm -hmm. to move our relationship forward. Mm -hmm. And that was just so fun because you're just solving a puzzle at that point. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a challenge or a burden. Mm -hmm. And I think even if you don't have a partner that's like at that level, like I think 
at least for me, like I've definitely, I was a hundred percent what you said. Like I would be like, I'm me not going to like say what I want. Like yeah. I'm just going to like but how silently thinking. I think over the years, I will, I will say a lot of it is therapy too. I will mm-hmm. attribute it to that. Also just experience, right? Like that doesn't work. So it's like, I think both people need to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's not a woman. It's not a man. Like we are wired differently. I think that is mm-hmm. like real, and right? Just that, just that basic uh, foundation to even just to start at that point in today's age, it's like that we are wired different. Twitter, whatever, they just lose their mind. No, we're all the same, blah, blah. Look, we can, no, we are wired different. We are, we different. are wired yeah. fundamentally. We can complement each other. That's how we're different. There, I mean, people can shit talk this generation of dating. There's a lot, obviously, that is yeah. challenging. But I think the thing that is the most positive that we see is I feel like historically there was like uneven like power levels between mm-hmm. men and women. And I think like the couples that are really like thriving that we're seeing are more in that partnership mentality. And like, yeah. kind of like what you just described, UA. How are we going to like do this together? Like, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We don't all have to think exactly the same way. And we can recognize, like, like I've gotten upset. Oh, I, I can't believe he doesn't like understand. This is like so an- annoying to me or like mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, and you take a step back. We're not thinking the same way. We're two very different people. The more like we have that communication, people are more just like equals. I think that stuff starts to become less of a problem. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I iahemp.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. 
We are so excited to share with you our new podcast exit interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's exactly that, and it's just this constant negotiation between two people. When I went to couples therapy, all they ever talked about was every day is a yeah. negotiation with your partner. It's not about an ultimatum. It's not about demands. It's like, how can we meet midway? And I think even in the beginning um, of my relationship, I remember being just like you, Tommy, being like, I, I was 37 years old. I'm like, I'm 37 years old. I know myself really well. If you don't like me, then, you know, you don't, you can. Uh, uh. You, I'm right? listening yeah. to you right now. You're I'm like, like, oh, girl, you, yeah. You can be with other people because <laughs> I'm like really confident in who I am. Mm. And, and this is who I am. Mm. And my boyfriend said this to me. He's like, totally cool if you know who you are. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you care about me, yeah, would you consider. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> right? Because it's so all, the, all the years of therapy. Yeah. He's like, would you consider. Mm doing this with me? Mm-hmm. Would you consider letting go of this part of you? Mm-hmm. Because I was very much like, I don't want to sleep over in the beginning. I want to be independent. I want my own bed. It's just who I am. I like mm. my personal space. He's like, oh, great. That's who you are. Mm. But would you? Con- it makes me very happy to wake up next to you. Would you consider... Yeah. Oh, man, he's so good. I would wake up next to him. (laughs) (laughs) But you could totally use the same tactics. You always just say, would you consider doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, because I care about you, you care Mm -hmm. about me. Would you consider doing this? People aren't mind readers. I think that's definitely something I've learned along the way. Like, I definitely expected people to be mind readers. And it's, you can't expect that. Like, if you say something and then they aren't willing to meet you, that's one thing. But if you just never say anything, how could you ever expect it? Yep. But I guess you're saying, though, is like you don't want to put in that effort right now. <laughs> like, yeah. all this is good, but I still don't want to do I'm, this. I'm, I'm, at, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm at full brim. I'm at capacity in terms of how can I put this in an apt analogy? Um, it's like I'm working really hard to become the best basketball player I can be, but I am five foot eight and I can't jump that really high. So it's like, why would I like I don't have I try I go on dates you know, I hook up, uh, you know, there's there's some friends with benefits at times here and there, but it's few and far between. I'm not in looking for or I'm not planning to be in a, in a very, uh, in a relationship, let alone a serious one. So it's like, I would love to work on myself given that opportunity with that special someone um, who's also looking to Kind of like what you, UA, what you were describing that situation, like getting really deeper into that and knowing for someone for a long period of time, um, maybe for like three months. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's like long term uh, relationship yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. That's right? a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's just like uh, 
I got, I got, I got my business, my daytime job. I got this podcast. I want to get into comedy scene. Want to do stand up. I got a lot of fun things going on on my own. Yeah. So it's、mm-hmm. like I love talking about this, but for me, it's just like. Yeah, I think I'll work on myself as a, as a boyfriend, as a partner when I'm in my fifties or something. So、when、basically, it's just not a priority for you right no, now. You、no. feel fulfilled in other、yeah. ways. I think that's okay. That's、yeah. totally cool. I mean, we.、Yeah. I think one of the things we've seen is like people are all over the map of what、yeah. they're looking for. Like, it's definitely not assumed that everyone's、yeah. looking for a long term、yeah. monogamous relationship、yeah. at all. But I will say this though: we interviewed a startup founder、yeah. on the show, yeah, and his whole oh yeah shtick was. I sleep on my couch at at the office.、Mm-hmm. I'm I'm married to my company. My、mm-hmm. kids are my employees.、Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into a relationship. It's not a priority.、Mm-hmm. First of all, we aired that episode. Like 50 women reach out to him. Was like, I can change your mind. And he's like, No. <laughs> he's our most reached out to guest of yeah, everyone. The one、good. that's like, I don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah, like flat out. Yeah. But then. Like two years later, he、mm-hmm. he's now married. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Then, but we we interviewed、Bullshit、them.、Back. We interviewed him、um, after the fact, and we asked what changed. And he said this, I think, is like the most interesting、mm-hmm. takeaway from his、yeah. episode,、mm-hmm. which was he felt at the time relationships、mm-hmm. would be a burden, or they、mm-hmm. would distract him from his goals and、mm-hmm. his dreams. But when he met his now wife,、mm-hmm. she actually. Added to that,、mm-hmm. she empowered him to、mm-hmm. pursue his career and、mm-hmm. his other passions. She never dragged him down.、Mm-hmm. She lifted him up even yeah. more. Yeah, that's for me exactly what it is. I'm I'm still getting over my divorce.、Mm-hmm. I mean, I was married for a hot minute, and two What's months. What's a hot minute? Two months, like two months. Literally, we we barely sent out the thank you cards after our wedding.、Oh. She's bringing up the divorce, and she couldn't even say it. She so we got married in September and. Uh, our our real honeymoon. We had you know trips and weekenders afterwards, but this our, is this year. This was 2014. Okay, okay. I was like,、yeah. this is not this year. No. Okay. Oh no no no. I'm <laughs>、um, so much better right now. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like this happened last week. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just filed last week. <laughs> That's I, why I'm not ready. We filed today. I just got back from City Hall.、Um, Tommy's like, I live here now at my co-working space. <laughs> this is why we're down. Don't tell me to shut up. This、floor. is my home. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> Wait,、uh, how long were you guys dating for? We were dating for. Like, let's get into this. We yeah, were dating this for a year and a half before I proposed, and w- we were living together for most of that time. We we're both Korean American,、uh, about the same age. How'd you meet? We met. We met through actually through PK.、Oh. Um, Seeking bo- arrangements. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was a sugar baby. <laughs>、um, In some ways, that's kind of actually true.、Um, Does she pay for your breast implants? <laughs> horrible job. It's like it's like A minus cups, you know, not even. It's deflated.、Um, what what happened was,、uh, so I grew up Christian,、um, but I left the church, and、uh, s- similar to PK, we so we have this overlap of you know talking about our growing up religious, but now we're not religious anymore.、Mm-hmm. He invited me to a meetup. That's for people who are trying to leave the church, leave、mm. the faith. Oh wow! And、Very、that's、specific. how I met my ex. She was also there, so we、mm. had a lot of things in common: being Korean American, around the same age, very overbearing parents,、mm-hmm. um, both trying to leave the church and deconvert ourselves. So we had a lot of fun discussions early on, and we started dating. And we 
we fell in love pretty much right away. At the time, I was switching careers. I was trying to be a real estate. I was a real estate agent, mm-hmm. um, but I was. I'm just not a good salesman. <laughs> um, here's the apartment. Do you want it? No. Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> Pay my broker fee. Um, yeah, it's not good. I wasn't that good at all. Uh, don't mind the rats. They're just neighborhoods. Um, <laughs> roommates. Yeah, roommates. Roommates. Yeah, fun roommates. Um, we and then we got. Got a little puppy dog, and Aww. we were living together, having a lot of fun, traveling. I proposed, and we got married. We got married about two years into b- being together. Um, once we got married, and I was kind of still, not kind of, very struggling as a real estate agent. I wasn't doing that well. It's a commission job. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's just trying to get my head, I was just like head in the clouds. Like, love my wife, my my new bride, but at the same time, trying to, as a man, it's like, how do I fix this mess about yeah. like, yeah, I'm not making that much dough here. I got to mm. bring home the bacon, you know, got to like a uh, pressure. Yeah. Prove my, like prove my worth, you know, right. um, especially as a new husband is just like, oh, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. So do I keep on doing this or do I just back out and figure out something else? Mm. That's the knock on me that I was just, I, I wasn't really going at it objectively and pragmatically. I was just like, dragging my feet in this mm. process when someone else was materially involved the knock on her was she didn't give me enough time mm. um two months we didn't we barely th- sent out the thank you cards to our wedding guests she's like you want to go to our honeymoon as friends i'm like we are friends what? i'm like what do you mean friends like no you want to go to our honeymoon as friends i'm like wait what sit, sit down let's talk what do you mean as friends she's like i don't know if we're meant to be i'm like what are you talking about we just got married so that just oh went down a nice God. rabbit hole of we barely eked out the the honeymoon. It was the worst trip ever. So you did go on the honeymoon. We did go on a honeymoon. It was so awkward. But with we, this we impending just, divorce. We just fought. I cannot believe. We just, wow. we just fought. We just fought. We didn't file yet, but we just fought. We Can we back up for a yeah, second? Yeah. Because wow. this is explaining the communication stuff all so much. She yeah. was just like, we're going to, like, we go as friends. She never brought up, like, she's she having any issues wanted, or anything. She literally was asking me, can we file a divorce and still go on the honeymoon together? But she never brought up, like, I'm feeling this or, like, can we, like, talk about we this? We had a lot of fights about finances. We had a lot of fights about finances. Fights. fights. Different than discussion. But you fought. We fought more than we discussed. And when we were discussed, it was very hard negotiations. So it was all about finances? Do you think that was the demise? She, we were not good for each other in the sense that not just like we weren't working on ourselves and trying to improve, and, but I like to go hang out and just act a fool and drink and have fun, right? She has some level of social anxiety. She mm. does not like drinking. She does not like living in this adventurous thing I have. She has a very stable career. For me, it's just like, ah, it's, everything's an adventure. Life is an experiment. Let's figure this out. She, I don't know. Like Maybe it's just opposites attract, you know? So, But for two years, it worked. For two years, we had a great time. And were you fighting while you were dating? But once we got engaged, once that rock got oh. on her finger, she got into a different mode. Well, and I didn't realize that. Finance too, like it became like this is about both of us, where yeah. when you're dating, it's like yeah. that's your finance. Yeah, this that's your my, debt. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's different. It's tough. It's but, tough. But we also interviewed a divorce lawyer on mm. our show, and he said on surface level, most yeah. couples get divorced because of finance or because of sex. Sex, a lack of or sex. Lack of sex. But he said that those two actually go 
way deeper into a much, much more um, prevalent issue in a relationship. And it's beyond sex and finances. Those are like kind of the consequences. Surface level. No, like the easy things to point to. Yeah. Yeah. But everything goes down way deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm four or five years removed from that. And for me, I'm still like trying to figure out what really what happened there, you know? So she filed for divorce after the honeymoon? So afterwards, we were just trying to get along, to get along. Mm. But then like my career wasn't going so well at all. She just had it, you know? So she broke down. I'm just like, because she she needed me to be on board. She wouldn't do it all by herself. Mm-hmm. She needed me to be mm-hmm. on board with the whole separation process. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's let's, let's, let's just do it. It's a sunk cost. Let's just let's just move on. You go your way. I go my How way. How many months after you got married? That was pretty much a year on the on the dot. Wow. So beyond yeah. finances, she never brought up what like it was solely finances she talked about. There was nothing yeah. else that yeah. she brought up. Yeah. She's like, if you just had a meager salary, like I'd be happy with that. And for me, I had a tough, because we fought so much over that, I had a tough time believing what she said. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a meager salary. Well, this is what we also hear yeah. in relationships too, because people think they're these milestones that will save your relationship. Oh, yeah. if we, if we yeah. made this much money, we'd be happy. If we had a kid, we'd be happy. And when they reach these milestones, they're that's still what I call, unhappy. In my head, that's what I call that. Like what we think of uh, marriage and happily ever after is a is a what i call a promotion that never arrives yeah. like mm. you, like especially growing up asian american growing up religious conservative family is everything right mm-hmm. family is the church um so it's like for me my dad is just obsessed and still is about me getting i'm the only son too so me getting married and mm-hmm. having kids and all that so that's just like and all these steps but what i experience with my ex is just like nah that's just it's never just, enough yeah no, it's never just, enough like never an and it's almost like it's never almost an like end. and it's not a not a knock on her but it's just the, the wiring within us you know yeah. you know and for me it's like yeah i know it's not enough i have to get i have to keep on climbing the ladder i have to get blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. granted like it, it was really interesting for me it's a shock and i was just so became a little korean hulk monster blah, when she would say these things while we're fighting because she was like well we need a car i'm like we live in new york city we don't need a car we have right i have a zip car membership we can it's right there at the garage (laughs) why do you know yeah we need to travel what do you mean we just got back from a trip what do you mean why are you fighting about we're talking about our matrimony here you're talking about traveling like what are you what are you talking about so i realized that you know um people can get not just women but men too definitely like people can get into this weird deep very oddly awkwardly personal very personal very deep things the heat in the moment when you're fighting but it's hard to bring out and and talk about because they can't a lot of people can't talk about it even address it even to themselves Mm -hmm. let alone to your partner because we don't have the tools to do so if you didn't know how to describe colors if you didn't know red was red you just be describing it's just like this thing right and it looks like this and you can't use the words it's really frustrating this is why babies cry right because they can't describe what they're trying what they're trying to tell you and i think for her behavior to say we need a car we need to travel it could all be rooted down to i'm feeling trapped i'm feeling lonely 
no. or I'm, I'm not feeling secure. I'm not feeling yeah, secure. Think, but she didn't have the tools. To and I didn't have that. the tools to, hey, I understand that uh, stability, particularly financial stability, is very important to you. We just yeah. got engaged or we just got married. What do you, because for me, I'm not going to go to a job for the sake of bringing home the bacon. For me, whatever I do for a living and how I make a living is what that's that's me that, like it's it's, yeah. it's, in, it's intertwined yep. i need to be 110 percent at what i do i can't just phone it in so how are we going to reconcile these two things i didn't have that tool i didn't right. have yeah. that yeah. and people right. are very different with that stuff yeah. like yeah. some people are all about just like having a stable lifestyle did you guys like yeah. do you guys ever talk about that like while you were dating like before you got engaged time to take a quick break for our sponsor sunbasket honestly it gives me so much anxiety to cook up healthy and delicious meals on a regular basis and that's exactly why i end up eating out half the time and not good but i feel like i finally found my food soulmate with sunbasket a service that delivers organic pre-measured ingredients with quick healthy recipes right to your door i love that sunbasket is sf born and justine kelly the award-winning chef from the famous restaurant slanted door creates the recipes sunbasket's meal plans cater to many diet needs and preferences i love venturing into new recipes each week such as mediterranean turkey kebabs with carrots and squash ribbons are you salivating yet well get your hands on hand-selected high quality ingredients organic produce and healthy delicious 30-minute recipes from sunbasket get 35 dollars off your order when you go right to sunbasket.com slash datable and enter the code datable at checkout again that's 35 dollars off your order sunbasket.com slash datable and enter the code d-a-t-e-a-b-l-e now back to this episode do you guys ever talk about that like while you were dating like before you got engaged we both had a very tough time talking about that yeah yeah we both had a tough um maybe it's just our upbringing or just our yeah. personalities but we both had a tough time money is really hard to talk about mm -hmm. until you talk about it and then yeah. Yeah. it just blows up i mean i think it's like it's like we were saying earlier it's like communication it always comes down there it's, it's so hard that. we don't have the tools like you just said but i think it's so important to have these conversations like before early, you get engaged early dating like yeah. even if it's not like money like i agree like you're not gonna be like how much do you make or like something like that mm -hmm. but like what is important to you in like life like mm -hmm. what is important to you in a career like is it stability yeah. is it like being so passionate that like you can risk not necessarily knowing mm -hmm. how much you're going to make because people have very different risk thresholds mm -hmm. and it's very and, important to hear that and right playing away. out the scenarios yeah. right if we were to get married and one person loses our job how would we handle that mm -hmm. right these are not the discussions we have mm -hmm. before no. because before you get engaged it's like she's cool she's pretty yeah. we have a good time right. we can yeah. cook together and all of a sudden you, you get married and you're like fuck we're doing life yeah all my all my friends were like why'd you marry i'm like you had great sex what do you want from me you know <sighs> What do you yeah. want me to it's say? Like, it's like so looked, simple. I yeah. Know. You look great naked. What do you want me to say? I'm a man, you know? But then it's beyond that. Yeah, of it's, course. You're doing so life much together. beyond that. Yeah. So you get, so you're, you file for divorce or you're separated mm -hmm. a year in. Mm -hmm. When does the divorce happen? Pretty much that once you file, that's the beginning of it. We didn't even have lawyers. Thank God I was broke. Um, <laughs> That was that was. She's that like, was I don't even need to take blessing you for anything. <laughs> she she's super smart too, so she worked out everything. I just have to like, oh, notary, okay, cool, that's it, okay, just sign. and just wait, just wait for the judge to. How how did yeah. you break it to your family? Uh, how did I break it? I don't remember. I think I just had a talk. I, I met with my parents. I told them, hey, it's not working out. So. so you said two months after was when it like started to fall apart. Yeah. When did you actually? You said a year after. 
So we we got legally married in in July. We had a wedding ceremony in September. By November, she brought it up. Wow. January, we actually made it to our honeymoon, which is just a whatever. Which is crazy. Um, in in April or May, we had a big fight. And then June, we filed. Got it. And so I it I left our little apartment. She has the puppy dog. Oh, um, that. I had a harder time getting over the dog than her. I know, um, I know. I, I still hear that all that the time. I still yeah. miss that dog. Oh. The dog didn't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know. The dog didn't baby. call me names. <laughs> yeah, that's your baby. Um, yeah, and then we filed in June, and then once basically once we filed, it's just waiting for the paperwork to go. What through. a freaking blur! Yeah, I told Julie this. So my boyfriend is divorced, and we went out one night, and he brought out two of his friends who are also divorced, <laughs> and they call themselves the Ex Husbands Club. <laughs> I told Julie as soon as I got out of this event and I was like, I had no idea the impact of divorce on men because all of them were such wounded birds. And they told me it was like taking them years to get over it. You look at the numbers, level of suicide, it's crazy. It's exponential. More women initiate divorce. More women initiate on that. And the men told me that they said, this is my ultimate failure. Yeah. And I feel like I was responsible. You want to know how crazy it is? Um, For me, I went on a date with this girl um, a couple weeks ago. And there was a notion that I hadn't met her before, but I was kind of fuzzy on it. So when we got together, we were hanging out. So I brought it up. When did we meet? You said we met before? Like, Uh yeah, we met. We had coffee. Like, when was this? And we're just trying to comparing notes, figure it out. It was when I had moved out of the apartment. Oh. And so <sighs> there are, and there's multiple instances like this where yeah. I completely blacked you, out. Wow. Of, this girl and I, we had coffee. We <laughs> talked about real estate. And she was saying things back to me. I was like, that's something I would say. Holy shit, but I don't remember it. Wow. Because you experienced trauma and loss. Yeah. It's almost the same as experiencing yeah. Someone, a death yeah. so in the family. Weird. It's really weird because people so do black weird. out. I had no idea who she was. Wow. I mean, from everything you're saying, I totally see where you're coming from now of mm-hmm. not wanting to get back in there. But this is like the existential debate. It's yeah. like, does the past influence the future, right? And it's like, in some level, yeah. it does. Yeah. If you don't want to be in a relationship, you don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah. But also, it's like, is it just because like... Like of the past and you're like scared oh, totally. to go there again. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Totally. Exactly. I, and, 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 and like that's kind of a I love I love being in a relationship. I love right. I love what that guy said waking up next yeah. to somebody. I hear you know? the, I, I love that. hear the your voice yeah. saying one thing yeah. and then your yeah. words saying something else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think that's really unfortunate because with the men right. I spoke to as mm-hmm. well all of them have seeked out mm-hmm. support in some way. So mm-hmm. one guy is in a legit support group for men who are divorced mm-hmm. and they've really really helped each other get back into the dating scene because mm-hmm. he said that was the hardest mm-hmm. just feeling that that emptiness yeah. of yeah. like once you start dating because yeah. even if you're dating and sleeping around yeah. that emptiness is just yeah. so prominent you just like yeah. feel it all the time especially when yeah. people like ghost you or just like little things that like happen all the time in dating are like magnified when you're already feeling that way absolutely mm-hmm. so what ha- what are some steps you've taken to find support mm podcast <laughs> yeah really i mean it's like i really find that and it's as cheesy as it sounds i realized i had to be me i had to be more like me so getting into comedy doing podcast um doing more creative and kind of leaving things open-ended yeah. mm-hmm. um it's like that's that's really me i had to be comfortable with that so it's like the whole me getting married i felt like i was like on an autopilot like mm-hmm. i was just following rules set out there it's yeah. like Oh, my dad's really happy, so I should be happy. Yeah. You know, kind of like my family's really happy. So, you know, you maybe, can check in with yourself. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so interesting because it's like on one side, like, like we've said, it sounds like ultimately it would be great to like find that person again mm-hmm. for you. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do you use what you've learned mm-hmm. and like approach it differently? Right. I think that's like the only thing that you can do when you've gone through something like this devastating. And how do you do that? And how do you do that organically with open mind, open heart, without having a mental checklist. I know. It's like, oh, you got a B plus there. <laughs> that's the part that's tough with baggage because it's like, it's yeah. good because it gives you life experience. It tells you, like, for example, like if you now date someone, maybe you'll be more focused on like having those conversations yeah. ahead of time yeah. opposed yeah. to like just being like, oh, she's great in bed. Let's yeah. get married. Yeah. The other part of baggage is it hates like how you're looking at things. It gives kind of some negative energy sometimes. So it's like, how do we take that baggage and not make it baggage? But make it a way that we can grow from it instead it is really hard because you're probably a little gun shy yeah Mm. my boyfriend definitely is that way Mm. and he also had a very short marriage Mm. and engagement period all Mm. that Mm -hmm. like at the time he felt like it was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. it was also kind of like fun to be spontaneous Mm -hmm. it's great to find love Mm -hmm. in a a short amount of time it's great but then but now he's like i don't know if i can jump into that again you know with the same sort of like excitement but you also don't want to block it your example like you're a different person than his ex right like i hope so (laughs) (laughs) right but like you surprise i'm the same bitch (laughs) but like just because you dealt with someone that couldn't communicate doesn't mean that there isn't a woman out there that is willing to like meet you halfway and like really like talk about what's happening and like get to that like Mm. place that like i think what you said earlier was interesting like I don't want to just like deal with like drama. Like there's a lot of women out there that aren't drama. So it's like, how do you like find that and like not make this not get you to like a happy point or you just keep going because it sounds like you are pretty happy. Like I guess it's ultimately, are you happy right now? I, you know, we always say like, it's about timing. And I think we take that word like a little lightly. We're like timing is when you're at the same life stage and you're ready for the same things. It's not because most people can't communicate what they're looking for. Right. So you don't know if you're on the same page. But I think it's really important to be at the same mental stage. And that is so hard. To, that's what's the most challenging when it comes to dating is that someone has to be almost like on the same journey as you yeah. in a parallel life. Mm. You know that they want the same changes. They want the same evolution, but they might have gone through kind of the same baggage. Yeah. That's when you can like really connect with someone. I mean, we turned this into right. a therapy this session for good. you. It's really great to talk about I'm this. Heal- healing right You're now. You're healing. Like, yes, but this then, is what I you need. You know, we talked about this as well. It's like women have ways to seek support yeah. because we've grown up with so many resources. Mm-hmm. All of women's magazines are there to support, mm-hmm. even if they're giving bad advice. Mm-hmm. Men don't grow up the, with those resources. Yeah. So when you do seek them, you feel like really lost because mm-hmm. you don't know where to go like one of the guys i spoke to one of the ex-husband's club members (laughs) he really he went out and and just sought out Mm. all male support group Mm. for divorced men Mm -hmm. and he was able to find a few Mm -hmm. so i think that's like one way to really go about doing it just hear other people's maybe that's your experiment yeah i doubt i mean we went from your experiment being like go to a sex party to now it's like going to a male support (laughs) group but (laughs) we went from like sleep with as many women as possible at one time to now just 
seek only men. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that setting. should be your experiment. Is like I kind of like that. I don't want to subscribe what the format should be. We can let you yeah. figure that out. But it's like, what is a way that I could get support or at least look into ways? That could be your experiment. And how does that help me? Listen, when I woke up this morning, I didn't realize this would be what we'd be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you and our co-host, we're going to talk about. No. We didn't either. We were hungover. <laughs> we had no idea what we were coming into. <laughs> Let's figure out what we're going to talk about. The winter's not. <laughs> but I do think we came to some clarity today. I think some things are very clear. I think yeah. first and foremost, Tommy, you're still, you ultimately you want to find your person. Yeah. And ultimately you want to be in a loving relationship where you feel supported and you feel respected, yes. right? So respected that's number keyword. one. So you you saying, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm not ready for this. I have other things going on. Mm. I think that's typical avoidant behavior mm. where you're just distracting yourself from mm. what you ultimately want I, is I, I, a good, I as a partner. And, and the reason why I say that is, I, and I think I would say the same thing when I first met my ex-wife because- like, oh, I'm changing careers. I have to be a real estate broker. I have to figure this out. I have to make it. It's going to be commission only, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole new thing. Um, the reason why I still stick to that is because, one, I don't want to look thirsty. I'm like, ah, can you guys send me out somebody? <laughs> no, um, not like that. But also, I think as a guy, I think it's incredibly attractive and sexy for women to see when a man is very focused in what he's doing. Like, I'm building something. I'm mm-hmm. trying to build multiple things here. And I haven't been ever, I've never been this focused before. Mm-hmm. Before it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do real estate and just hang out and meet people and cool. But no, I'm really focused on this. I'm really, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I'm hitting another level here, which a lot of guys do in their late 30s and 40s. They, they reach yeah. another level in terms of whatever they're trying to do. Along the way, if someone is, like, I'm not going to compromise too much of that. Yeah, no. Just, just s- some level of that. And if, if she, like what you were saying earlier, exactly what you were saying earlier, if she adds to that, yeah. if she has her own yep. thing, yeah. if she's a badass herself, yep. that's so awesome, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat as you because I'm single right now. We obviously have this podcast. I have another job. It's like, yeah. it is a lot. And mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes I'm like, oh, do I have to make time for dating? But I'm like, ultimately, I want to be with someone mm-hmm. that like, that mm-hmm. is what I want. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm trying not to look at it as like a, I need to do this, but rather like this is enhancing my life also. Absolutely. And like the right person is going to support what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can support them. So it's like there mm-hmm. is a lot. That it's just how you spin it, right? Yeah. Like internally. Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. starting a business, you take investor meetings, right? right. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Right. If you're going on dates, these are basically investor meetings. Because yeah. these are the people who <laughs> are investing in you. Yeah. And I think. This is what we're doing if you want to be part of this, by all means. But if you know, that's good. You know, Absolutely. Right. But. The good thing about all of this is that you just spend your time wisely. You yeah. don't go on multiple dates a week yeah. because that's a waste of your fucking time. I agree. I think I've definitely got to that point. Like I remember I had this one guy that was like, I want to chat for three weeks before I meet you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just don't <laughs> no, have time for sorry. that. I'm like, we either get in or get out. I'm like, yeah. this is like, and like, honestly, I'll throw out dates really fast now because I'm like, I don't have time to like talk to internet mm-hmm. strangers. Yeah. I'm like, we're either meeting or we're going to yeah. get along and then I'll talk to you mm-hmm. or we're not. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like... All my people, all my... I don't know what it is, but like people who want to give me dating advice, give me bad dating advice in the sense like, Tommy, you should be nicer to girls. I'm like, what do you mean? No. I, I connect that. with women and I ask them out after yeah. like, hello, nice meeting you at the thing. She's like, nice meeting you too. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? Okay, cool. You want to hang out sometime? You want me to say, hey, I know. 
This is nothing sexual. I'm not being a creed. I just want to get to know you. You want me to get... They're like, no, no, no. That's no. not a thing. But that's what basically you're implying. I mean, everyone should be nice to people, right? That's like, I'm going to put that around. That's exactly. That's not advice. But I think <laughs> there's like this old school mentality of like men having to like put out so much to women. And I think like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like men shouldn't mm. do this, but I think there's like this more sense of like equality and partnership. A lot of women just want someone that is going to be like there for them mm-hmm. and like supportive. And I think the same for men too. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like it would be misleading and you'd go down that same path if you like bent over backwards for some woman yeah, I had yeah. a, and like, let's just get to the point and see if we're compatible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a female friend who tell me she's the sweetest. She's very unique. Um, she, she, she told me, Tommy, you should think of it as courtship. No, so, like, that's all dated. Courtship? Well, you should, I should write her a letter. Dearest Heather, uh, it was, it was uh, the, the most beautiful day to meet you in like old English. That's not courtship. That's being creepy. Don't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. When you find a true connection with someone, you naturally do things for them right. that could be called courtship, that could be called romance. Yeah. But you just naturally want to do and it. And the little for things. Right. It's the little with. things. Exactly. Because it's something, maybe it's fate, maybe like she's moved by it. Just the little things. Oh my God. I remember with my ex, like. <laughs> This was like, I think when he was just like, oh my God, I found the person. I didn't do anything. Like he was like sleeping. I like went to get coffee and I like grabbed him a bagel. And like he was like, this is like the most amazing thing ever. And I'm like, really? Like I got you a bagel. Nice. I think it was like this. It is a little thing. Yeah. Like I was like, I didn't even like think anything of it. Like obviously I'm going to pick you up. I mean, I... See, that's the thing. Like, people think it's these gestures that are mm-hmm. going to win someone over. Mm-hmm. But it's the little things that show that you truly know yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. I still remember, like, when I lived in New York, I was in a five-year relationship. Four years into our relationship for Christmas one year, he bought me a sling box. And I was like, what the fuck? You don't know me at all. Mm-hmm. All you had to get me was, like, basically. A bagel. A, a, <laughs> no, a tub of ice cream. And I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. But he yeah. bought me a, a sling box because he's like, I went to Best Buy and it looked like it was the most popular popular product right like, do you even know me exactly You've been together for four years but that's the thing you could be together mm-hmm. with someone for years and mm-hmm. not really know them in those moments that you connect on a yeah. first date yeah. the goal is to get to know this person yeah. Yeah. not to sell and yourself also if you're like totally on different wavelengths then that's a sign too that's yeah that's great to know exactly get out okay we've given you so many experiments i know so okay, are you advice. gonna take this on we didn't even get an answer out of you I don't know. It's just so much. So, so much to. But our experiment challenge to you Mm -hmm. is to seek support. So group sex. No, 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 no. Group Uh, sex. We're tabling that. Sex club. Okay. Seek support. Mm -hmm. Seek Uh support Uh to help you heal more. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, like like you said, you're Mm -hmm. not completely healed either. Mm -hmm. And it could be like a gateway in, like it's, damaged <laughs> no, but like sometimes, like it's even like maybe it's even like finding a podcast or something. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be like I'm um, in group therapy now. Like it can be like baby steps to mm-hmm. that. But group so therapy is also great for networking, by the way, because you never know I mean, who's in again. It. If you're willing to go to group therapy, I'm not. We're not preventing you, but we're just saying the challenge doesn't have to be so. It, it's whatever your comfort level is. It's just mm-hmm. a step. Yep. What do you think is like the state? Like you know, like every every year. The president addresses the state of the union. What do you think is like the state of dating oh. nowadays? Let's take a quick break because you know what time it is? Wine o'clock, right? I feel like there's always a good reason to drink wine. And now I feel fancy because I belong to a wine club called 
first leaf. But this wine club is different because it's not just from one vineyard and they tailor each shipment to your taste. With First Leaf, you can save money on award-winning wine that you're guaranteed to love because they use your feedback and ratings to curate wine selections personalized to your unique tastes. All of my First Leaf shipments have been spot on and I get to rate each one after drinking it. So First Leaf knows even more about my wine preferences each time. Sign up now with our link and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 plus free shipping for a year. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash dateable. And if you rate all six bottles of wine from your first box, you get $10 off your second box. Check out this exclusive offer only at tryfirstleaf.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Now back to the show. What do you think is like the state of dating oh. nowadays? Like, it's a good where, question. Where is that? Wait, did, you didn't answer our question, though. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. going to take this on? I like this distraction. She didn't buy my deflection. I, yeah. I love it. Like, he's it's trying a great to. Great question, but you didn't answer the question. You almost first. got it. I almost d- got you. You did. You Listen, did. I do the same shit with other people. So <laughs> I recognize what you're doing. Uh, give us an answer first, and then we'll answer your question. What was what the question? Like, what am I getting? <laughs> Are you taking on our. <laughs> our experiment challenge of seeking support. I think this podcast for me is my is sport for me just to no, talk it's beyond this. more beyond, beyond this. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Seeking outside support. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Okay. Yeah. We'll give you some time to think about we'll, it. We'll I, ask I, you again at the end. I haven't really, I've seen, <laughs> I've dabbled with therapy and uh, just a couple of them and a few sessions at a time. And for me, it's like, I guess I could do this. I guess it could be helpful at the same time. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's other alternatives. I mean, mm-hmm. some of so much of it is finding the right therapist. It's like mm-hmm. finding the right partner, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've really gone to is. an amazing therapist, and mm-hmm. I've gone to one that was very mediocre, and I mm-hmm. actually left the one that was mediocre because I'm like, I'm not getting yeah. anything from yeah. this. Yeah. But there's also like online therapy. Like there's other ways that mm-hmm. you can like kind of ease yourself in. Mm-hmm. So like, I think there's other alternatives that don't have to be so drastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. We'll give you five minutes while we answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be asking you again until you say yes, basically. So. <laughs> the state of dating right now. Mm. What is the state of dating? I think we're in a very fascinating time. When mm. we first started the podcast, mm-hmm. everyone seemed to be going through online dating fatigue. We yeah. spoke to so many yeah, people totally. who were sick of online dating. They're like, I'm done with it. I'm taking a break from it. But now, three and a half years later, one, people have at least admit it to the fact that online dating is here to stay and it is one avenue for you to meet people. So instead of blaming it, use it, it, embrace it. But two, I think everyone's seeking a seeking connection. I think like Mm -hmm. that's a word that's everyone wants right now. They don't know how to connect with people, whether it's in person or online. And they're looking for resources to do that. So that's why these yoga retreats are really popular these days. Some kind of physical activity-based retreats like surfing camps. Sur- these are or, really it's, popular. It's beyond the physical. It's like that you're with other people totally. that like connecting, have the like present. Yeah. You're like connecting and disconnecting yeah. at the same time. That is so the that buzzword. That seems to be like the, <laughs> the buzzword. And even last night we were out with my friend Ryan who's like in an accelerator for his startup. He's like, have you heard of a thing called a decelerator? <laughs> and so so it's like where a bunch of these startup founders get together. Bros would do I know. That. Right? It's amazing. But they go to like Cancun for 10 days and then it's just like decompressing. And then same with Burning Man. Yeah. They have a decompression acti- like event. So oh I think we're on the decelerator program for online dating yeah. where people are, know when to take the right breaks. Uh-huh. But they're also 
as part of this decelerator, they're looking for ways to connect with other people. I think to add to yours too is like connection doesn't necessarily mean get married, have kids anymore. Yeah. Or romance. It doesn't need to be romance. Like connect. Yeah, exactly. Like connection. I think what state of the dating is like anything goes now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If you want the state address, but I think like, I mean, we talk to people in all sorts of configurations. Like Mm -hmm. we have like people that have been married for years that have opened up and are now polyamorous or just in open relationships. People that are like bachelors for life and, like mm-hmm. or women that just like don't want to have children and they want to live a single life like i think back in the day that was like oh you're a leper if you want to like do something that's like against mm-hmm. the norm and mm-hmm. i think this day and age like mm-hmm. kind of it's up to you to find the relationship that works for you mm-hmm. or you and your partner mm-hmm. like it's really up to you if you even mm-hmm. which path you go down right absolutely it's like free for all or right partners now. or partners <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i think it's actually exciting though at the same time because like I think what's caused so much divorce Mm -hmm. is that people felt they had to like prescribe to one method. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happening now is our generation is we, I mean, a lot of people had parents that got divorced or they've seen like other people get divorced. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are hesitant Mm -hmm. to like go to jump into a relationship Mm -hmm. a lot of times. Like Mm -hmm. they want to go into the right relationship. And I think what's interesting is we actually did an episode with Ashley Madison, the cheating website, which was fascinating. And a lot of the people there got married when they were like 19 and they were in like their... A different time. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. 40s and 50s, -hmm. 60s. Like they were like older than 20s and 30s millennial generation. Mm -hmm. And I think we see a lot less cheating as like a reason for ending relationships because people just are not getting into them as Mm -hmm. fast. Like if they're like, I want to play the field or I want to like discover myself or I want to be the best version of myself, like they're just not entering relationships yet. Or they're acknowledging that monogamy might not be from them through an ethical sense, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing for me, at least in my own head, is that just because I'm single or wherever you are in the relationship or even lack thereof, everyone's still trying to figure things themselves out. Yeah. No one is better than the other. It's Nobody not a has status. to figure it out. Like I, I hate it when um, people are like, you know, they are at a certain status with them are engaged. I'm like married. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. But <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not better than me. No, mm-hmm. you're, you're not all that. You know? It never no. ends I'm, too. I, like, uh, like I went, I went out in my twenties and, and it stayed with me obviously cause I'm bringing it up right now. Right. I asked this girl out, I met at a party. So we went on a date and she's just bringing up, I mean, it's one thing it's too, too taboo to bring up your past relationship. It's another thing to like, yeah, I was, uh, engaged once. It's like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Do, do you want to talk about it? She was just taken aback. Like, whoa, <laughs> she, please. She, she's like, like kind of like Captain America. This is my shield. You know, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're more than that. You know? Well, but she didn't really have she didn't really realize that, you know. Back to state of the dating uh, state of dating, I think there isn't any taboo topics anymore either. Yeah. Like back in the day it was oh, like yeah. don't talk about relationships yeah. on the first date, don't talk about politics and That's religion. Yeah. Everything at this point it's like I think Open peop- field. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think also it's like we're in this mentality that there are a lot of options. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of, we don't have a lot of time. We want to like break through the clutter. Sometimes you only get that first date. Mm-hmm. So like if you just have surface date talk, like mm-hmm. you walk away and you're just like, I could go either way on this person. Yeah. Like sometimes it's better to just dive in there, but there's a line. You don't, <laughs> there's a line that you go too much and you're just like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think like those things back in the yeah. day though were like a huge no-no not to yeah. talk about. For me, I'm very comfortable talking about what happened to me in my failed marriage. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, like, no, you want, you want, I know you're curious about it. (laughs) Right. But, you you know, so I think 
what we can see now yeah. just from a trends perspective is we're, we're coming full circle here. When online dating first started, it was all about quantity over quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were the times when I lived in New York and I would hear people say they're going on like seven dates a week yeah. because it was back all to about back to back, back, to yeah. back, to back yeah. your coffee date, your yep. lunch date, yeah. your pre-dinner date, yeah. your after dinner yeah. date. Yeah. There was just, everybody was packing it in. Mm. You don't hear these no. stories as much no. anymore because no. people are becoming more mindful yeah. when yeah. it comes to dating, which is wonderful. Well. We're coming back around, circling back to a time where researchers at a high level will say, oh, this younger generation, they're not getting married or they're getting mm. married at a much older age. It's not that we're scared to get married. We're just more mindful yeah. of the courtship process yeah. to make sure we're marrying the right person. Because exactly. we've seen the older generations totally fuck that up. Mm -hmm. So we, we still <laughs> want relationships. Yeah. We still want connection. We want commitment. It's just we're taking our time to get there. Mm -hmm. yep. And online dating now we're seeing is one vehicle for us to find. I think that. that's the key is like when it first came out in 2012, especially Tinder, because I was guilty of this too. It's like, yeah. it was so like, like get it, get it. was it. like a game. It was yep. like new, it was exciting. It and was a game. Yeah, and you were like, holy shit, like I could go out with like 10 people this yeah. week, like, you yeah. know? And it was like, it was almost like bragging, like yeah. I have all these mm -hmm. dates, right? And I think now because it's one way of many and it's a very accepted, like, I mean, most marriages I think start today on, online dating mm -hmm. or like dating apps it's kind of just normalized now yeah. crazy because that's my experience on seeking i was just curious but but at the same time i was weirded out but for me i knew from the get-go i'm just not really looking for a baby i don't have money for that i'm not a baller <laughs> not yet at least um but uh, i'm just using it as a dating app, yeah you know but it was crazy to see how these these kids, they're like 21, 22 years old, but they're just completely comfortable with like arrangements, everything. I'm like, oh, it's a brave new world. It is. It's, it really is. But at the same time, they're having less sex. You know, you've heard mm -hmm. about the sex yeah. drought with the younger generations. Mm -hmm. And they're dating less mm -hmm. and they're hooking up less. The hookup mm -hmm. culture is dying down now mm -hmm. with the younger generation. Yeah. So it's fascinating because I almost feel like the younger generation have an old soul. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I agree. They're, they're it was a like bit more mature than we oh, are. The, yeah. cool, the cool kids now they're they're off the phone. They don't. They're off the they're phone. Off, they're off social media. They <laughs> they're like, doing all kinds of experiments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing that's different now too, mm -hmm. and we can. I know we want to wrap up soon, but I think yeah. it's like this state of just like I think pansexuals where things are going. Like, I feel like before it was, like, very black or white. Like, you're either gay, you're straight. And bi was, like, that kind of, like, you're mm -hmm. just confused. And I think, like, what we're hearing from, like, way younger generations is it's, like, about the person. Yeah. It's not about the – and, like, obviously with, like, gender fluidity. Like, there's just a lot of, like, change in that yeah. regard going on, too, mm -hmm. that – I mean, admittedly, is a little even foreign to me. In kindergarten now, they don't even separate you as yeah. boys and girls. Yeah. Yeah. You like don't even call each other boys and girls. Mm -hmm. You're everyone's the same, mm -hmm. right? So, so I think things are going to even continue to go like it does more make in you, that direction. It does make you more open, yeah. To yeah, like pretty much anything goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some takeaways from this? Episode? I love that we're now making this a dateable podcast. So <laughs> we've, we've turned I feel around. Like you guys are hosting this. Oh, yeah, we're <laughs> hijacking your podcast. <laughs> I get to be in the backseat now. This is fun. We're totally using you this guys as an episode questions. of questions. Oh, fuck this yes. Amazing. It's so, so weird because usually I have guys on this and then like near the end of the podcast, I, I turn it around. Like I like to do this. Like, do you have any questions for me? They're like, oh, like. <laughs> I love right. it. You're like, none of my guests will ask 
talk at all. We're just like, <laughs> yeah. From I the get go, like we're on this. Our on first this. topic was sex parties, guys. It's always a good icebreaker. So takeaways that takeaways, we use, that's, takeaways. That's, that's how episode. we end the dateable podcast. So. Well, I do it with like concluding remarks. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's the same thing. Concluding yeah. remarks slash takeaways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be repurposed for both podcasts. <laughs> Who wants to start? <laughs> I think this whole conversation just reiterates the fact that that it takes, we need to give each other more time. And I think this, I mean, we've been here for what, two hours? Already? (laughs) Jesus. Most dates don't last that long where you get this deep. So like when we first came in here, Tommy, we had very surface level conversation. Mm -hmm. It was exciting and fun and Mm -hmm. new, Mm -hmm. but this is where we connect, right? Like this is where I'm like, I fucking know this guy now. Yeah, I feel like for we, sure. We, it brings us closer. And this is like the memory that I'll take with me when I go back to San Francisco. Mm. So my takeaway is this idea of deeper dating. Mm. How can we go deeper as mm. opposed to going casting a wider net? Yeah. Mm. And I hope anybody who's out there in the dating world right now who's maybe feeling a loss or a little frustrated, you have to just give each other more time. Mm-hmm. If you see there's potential on a first date, keep going. Like right. don't don't start swiping for the next person mm-hmm. because the next the grass is not always greener once you step on that lawn. So, right. So, yeah. so I shouldn't be like throwing my phone against a brick wall when she's like, No, I'm tired, I don't want to see you. I should like <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe a month later I'll reach out to her again. No, I don't think it's like about you can't yeah. force anything yeah. either, right? Yeah. That's that's what we've learned. You cannot force no. situations to happen. But if both people are willing to keep going, getting yeah. to know each other. Mm. And when yeah. I say deeper, it doesn't mean like more times of seeing each other. But with mm. every time you see each other, mm-hmm. how can you yeah. get deeper mm-hmm. into that conversation? Or get to know this person. If you don't have it on the first date, but you still had a good time. Like if we mm-hmm. had left after like just talking about the sex party. Yeah, like, it would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's like come back again. Even if it wasn't like fireworks on date one. Yeah. And it's like how yeah. do you – like? Obviously, if you had a bad time and, like, yeah. you were offended in any way, don't yeah. go. But, like, yeah. if it was, like, you like the person enough, like, just mm-hmm. keep going with it and, like, mm-hmm. seeing what happens. It doesn't even necessarily have to be romantic. How do you just keep building stuff? I think it just goes back to time. It's, like, in college and, like, mm-hmm. other times you just organically got to know people. Mm-hmm. And it, like, either developed or developed into business partner or friendship or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, like, giving it that space, really. That's a fantastic point because, again, connection is... It's not about romantic connection. You mm. could connect with someone and not want to be with them and not want to sleep with them. Yeah. When it comes to dating, we can't we can't just categorize someone as oh potential or not potential. Everyone has potential for mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. That's all you're tr- really right. trying to get because mm-hmm. the more people you can connect with, mm-hmm. the more you'll recognize a deep connection with like a romantic partner, mm-hmm. right? And I think even like some of these like friends first, I was like reading because I was just so like fascinated by this mentality because I think historically you're like, oh, you want to be friends? Like that's like downgrade, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually ideal because like you can keep dating other people and you don't get like fixated on one person. And then over time you can see if like they are a good fit for you because your guards are down. You're just being yourselves. Yeah. You're not trying to impress and all that. Yeah. But I think like my biggest takeaway from this is like use your past but don't necessarily make your past wholly inform your future either. Right, right. It's like learn from your past, but don't let it get mm-hmm. in the way of like being happy, like really hard. Like we've all had traumatic mm-hmm. experiences, like they range and they mm. differ. And it's really hard not to be like weary of the next person. But the reality is that is a different person. You're different now. So like how do you work with who you have and like who's in front of you, not like the past? 
Um, not to bring it back to a teeny bopper movie, but I saw Five <laughs> Feet Apart. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie? No. <laughs> Five what? Five Feet Apart. No. I've never so even heard of it. It's about it's about kids with cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. I want to say cystic fibrosis. It's an illness that, that has no cure mm. and they can't be around each other. And when they are around each other, they have to have certain distance. Mm. Otherwise, they would contaminate each other's mm. air. And then they could die from that. Mm-hmm. So in this in this movie, it's about sick kids. Nikki is the one that recommended it. <laughs> it's about these sick kids in a hospital who fall in love. They have to keep five p- feet apart to be around each other. Oh. And they're, um, so in it, they talk about how death is so scary sometimes because they could die any day. The main character says something that was so fascinating. I'm like, I'm learning from a 12-year-old, basically. But she said, you know, death is almost the same as birth. Think about like you being in a womb mm-hmm. and you that's all you know. That's the world you know. Mm-hmm. And you had no idea there's a whole world outside, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. birth. Death is the same way. It's mm-hmm. like another world that's just literally millimeters away from you, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what it is until yeah. you get there. Yeah. So I see the same as your past versus your future. Yeah. Your future is a world that you just haven't even been born into yet. Totally. So why swim in what you currently have and yeah. think this is it? Mm-hmm. Because a, a different world could just be right outside the door, mm-hmm. right? So go watch that movie. And I hope Preach. it's the sick fibrosis that I'm talking about. I'm totally butchering. Well, that was not where I thought you were going with that, but I like it. <laughs> I, I feel I feel healed. I feel cleansed. It was um, so, so, so good. What are your uh, uh, closing remarks and takeaways? I'm still stuck on the group sex thing. Um, <laughs> no, but I didn't realize, like, that was very therapeutic for me to, to bring up all that. And also um, um, seeking support from from guys who've been through the same thing because it is definitely tough for guys. I'm still recovering from what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And also just really like communicating on, on, on a much more nuanced, even if though, even if I'm not really sure about where I want to be, but even expressing that, which yeah. is really hard for a guy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, But stop saying that. Yeah. Stop saying it's really hard for men to do something yeah. because you're going to get stuck in that mentality, mm. right? Self-defeating. Always say, it's a possibility for me to express myself oh, better. Holy shit. Yeah. You just switch it around. Uh-huh. It's it's all about yeah. how we word things. Yeah. It's a possibility for me to express myself better. I don't know. I That's think your tough. takeaway is a sign that you're willing to do the experiment. Oh, I think you're <laughs> totally open. You're like primed to do this. Mm. I'm blossoming. Just say yes. You just are. Say I'm yes. a blossom. <laughs> you're <laughs> Before our very eyes. Julie, thank you so much for being on the Tommy Danger Experiment. So it's been fun. a blast. So fun. And when you're back in New York, we've got to do this again. For sure. Yeah. If you ever come to SF, let us know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. How do you usually wrap up your episodes? Just like this. Just like that? Okay. Yeah. Can we wrap up our way too? Please. 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 <laughs> this is like a weird joint episode. I love it. It's so good. Avengers coming together. You're right. Ta-da. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap it up. Stay, Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. 
Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Thank you.